There we go. Now we're doing good. Now we got firing hole. Warning. Check. Yeah, there we go. All right, now we're ready to go. Well, it's good to have you tonight. We didn't, I didn't get around to say hi to everybody. There's a few of you I missed off over this direction, but uh, we're glad you're here tonight. I'm telling you what, uh, we are blessed uh, tonight to uh, to have the D. Lauder family. I always call you. I want to call you D. Walder and all this. I, I said I call you all kinds of things, but I bet you've been called a lot of things before, similar to that. But the D. Lauder family, and you know, they started uh, not too many. Uh, Years ago, maybe two, three, right? I, I can't remember. Have I always been here? Were you here before I came? Okay, so about two years ago, uh, been here several times. We're always blessed to have them. And so uh, we're, we'll, I'll introduce them in just a moment. But let me ask you a question tonight. Are you expecting? Amen. Well, when you're expecting, I believe God meets you right where you're at. The Bible talks about us, Him meeting us where our faith is. And I'm, I'm, I'm encouraged by the fact that you're ready to receive. And so we're going to go before the Lord uh, tonight in prayer. And so I guess I'm going to pray. Father, we just come before you and we just thank you and we praise you that tonight is a, a, a special night. It's a night that we set aside. You, that Lord God, we give you all the praise and all the glory ahead of time for what you're going to do. I praise you, Father, that we come into this place in, in all different stages of life. Father God, with all different uh, weights, with all different cares, but Lord God, we can come before you and at the foot of the cross, we're all equal and we all in need of a Savior. And I thank you, Father God, that because of that, because of the gift of Jesus Christ and what you provided, that Lord, when we accept you, that our life is forever changed. And Lord God, I pray and I ask you to, to just open this service and the presence of God be, be manifest here as we laugh, as we enjoy music, as we open your word. That Father God, we'll hear you speak the love of God and we just praise you. We thank you for it tonight. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, I tell you what, we're gonna, I'm going to get out of their way, let the D. Lauder family come on, and they're going to come and minister. I'll let them introduce each other. Uh, they come in from West Virginia now. They used to be up in Nashville or in that area, Branson, that Branson. Uh, anyway, I, I, was, I was close both times. <laughs> <laughs> but anyway, we, we love these guys. I tell you what, uh, you, you can meet people and get to know them for just a little while and feel like they're uh, longtime friends, and, and we really do appreciate them. Let's give them a round, warm welcome. Oh, it's good to be back in Oklahoma at the Cowboy Church. Yes, sir. And I hear a big yee-haw. Won't it be wonderful? 
Boy, I tell you what, you guys are looking wonderful tonight. Yeah, good to see everybody. Just wave at me now. Yeah, just wave at me. Oh, yeah. And then we got some folks out here in TV land. Hey, how y'all doing? You're looking so good. Oh, boy, I tell you what. Hey, quit picking your nose. I see somebody. Anyway, uh, now I tell you what. Here's what I want you to do. I want you to turn to your neighbor, and I want you to say this. I don't care what anybody else says, I think your hair looks good like that. Yeah. Well, for those of you that've got hair. <laughs> I've lost control, Pastor. <laughs> Now, I tell you, I had a little trouble getting over here because I had to come through those mountains of North Carolina to get over here from West Virginia. And boy, I'll tell you what, we got some windy, twisty, curvy roads coming across them mountains. Boy, I tell you what, those curves are so sharp. When you're coming around that corner, buddy, you can see your own taillights. That's how sharp it is. Well, there I was driving my squad car, and I thought to myself, you know what? I'd like to listen to a little gospel music. So I started going through the channels, you know, I couldn't pull anything in to save my life. All of a sudden, I look up. I'm in the wrong lane. I had to hurry up and get back over because here comes one of them sharp curves. And around that sharp curve come a pickup truck. And there was a woman hanging out the window of that pickup truck, and she yelled at me. Oh, boy, she yelled at me. She said, pig. And, boy, that just got all over me, buddy. I'm telling you I yelled something back at her. I said, backwards, driver. I went around the corner, and I hit a pig.
want y'all to try that on the way home. <laughs> if you ain't got no teeth, don't try it. <clears throat> well, false teeth, I meant to say. <laughs> hey, how many is seeing the Larry DeLauder family for the very first time? Raise your hand. Oh, look at that. And we got people that came back. That's great. And, and I'll tell you what, for those of you that know us, you already know who we are. Well, maybe you might have forgotten who we are. So let me just remind you. <laughs> <laughs> huh? Yeah, well, you never know. You know, at, at, at our age, you just forget things. Um, this is my wife, and I am so blessed. I want these people at home to get a good look at you. <laughs> See there? She's pretty, ain't she? <laughs> yeah, buddy. That's Thelma Lou right there. <clears throat> now, now, uh, uh, the Bible talks about a Proverbs 31 lady. Pastor, folks, I am so blessed to have a Proverbs 31 lady. Would you all make my wife Sarah welcome here tonight? <clears throat> and this is our youngest daughter, Faith Abigail, and she turned 15 back in March of this year, and she's doing a wonderful job. We're so proud of her and what God is doing in her life and through her life. And uh, I can't say enough good things when she's singing up a storm and just doing a wonderful job. Would y'all make Faith Abigail welcome here tonight? And this is our oldest daughter, Hannah Marie, and she turned 18 back in January of this year. And we're so proud of her and what God is doing in her life and through her life. And you know, uh, she's got a boyfriend. <laughs> yeah, buddy, I tell you what, I put Barney on and I said, buddy, what are you doing to do with my daughter? No, I, <laughs> I wish I had her, though. That would have been hilarious. <laughs> I should have thought about doing that. That would have been funny. Anyway, but we know that God has sent, you know, anytime you do things God's way, you know you can't go wrong. But when we try to do things our way, we get things all messed up. But uh, we really believe that God has sent the right man along for Hannah. And so now she's not engaged because people keep coming up and saying, oh, you're engaged when are you getting married. No, she's not engaged. But we do know that he's the guy and we don't know all, and they're courting and so we don't know all the details of everything but we know it's coming we just got that feeling it's coming and so anyway but would y'all make Hannah welcome here tonight <clears throat> and my name is Larry DeLauder and then I also have my alter ego Barney Five and <laughs> you make me welcome too <laughs> well, you didn't need to do that Anyway, I, now I tell you what, I want to do something here just real quick. Now I know we're still a few months away from Christmas time, but I thought if we could just go ahead and fast forward down there for just one second. Uh, now listen, you know, Christmas time is all about Jesus coming as a little babe in a manger, and, 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 and that's the whole reason we celebrate Christmas. That's number one and first and foremost. And then after that, it's all about Christmas cookies. <laughs> I love me some Christmas. Christmas cookies, buddy. <laughs> Y'all like Christmas cookies, too? I bet you do, yeah. Well, I sure do like those Christmas cookies, sugar. But I sure do like those Christmas cookies, babe. All the ones that look like Santa Claus, Christmas trees and bells and stars. I sure do like those Christmas cookies, babe. 
Now, you know those Christmas cookies are a special treat because the more she bakes, the more I eat, and sometimes I can't even get myself to stop. Some disappear to who knows where, but buddy, I make sure I get my share. And those kids wait around. I think I got my words all mixed up about the sprinkly thing. Never mind. But I sure do like those Christmas cookies, sugar. I sure do like those Christmas cookies, babe. I got my third verse and my second verse switched around. Okay, so the sprinkly things. All right, well, let, here, here we go. Verse two. Or, yeah, yeah. Now, those sprinkly things just makes things worse because it makes them taste better than they did at first. And boy, they are impossible to resist. Some disappear to who knows where, but buddy, I make sure I get my share. And those kids wait around for the verses that I miss. Yeah. Well, I sure do like those Christmas cookies, sugar. But well, I sure do like those Christmas cookies, babe. All oh, the ones that look like Santa Claus, Christmas trees and bells and stars. I sure do like those. Oh, hey, Thelma Lou. Oh, you got your little plate of imaginary cookies there. Now listen, there's another reason why I like Christmas cookies. Let me tell you all about it. All right, here we go. Now there's a benefit to all of this you might have overlooked or missed. So now let me tell you the best part of it all. Every time she sticks another batch in the oven, there's 15 minutes for some kissing and a hugging. <laughs> That's why I like Christmas cookies all year long. Oh, yeah, my. Well, I sure do like those Christmas cookies, sugar. Well, I sure do like those Christmas cookies, babe. Oh, the ones that look like Santa Claus, Christmas trees and bells and stars. I sure do like those Christmas. Let's take it home, family. Here we go. Yeah, but I sure do like those Christmas cookies, babe. Got me a little kissy, kissy. <laughs> we'll have to go up to the duck pond after a while. <laughs> This is going to be our last song. Now, I want to do something serious because I love having fun uh, as much as the next person, but I also have a serious side to me. So I want to uh, pay tribute to all of our veterans here tonight and sing this song. This will be our last song for, the, for this first segment. was just a young man when he first heard the call come and join in this battle come and give us your all and he rose up to follow leaving all else behind and he joined in this song when he reached the front line it's an honor to serve to join in the fight To lift up my voice To lay down my life Giving glory to God Seeking none in return It's an honor, an honor to serve 
Now the day he was captured, they locked him in chains. The weeks turned to years, still his faith remained the same. As his body was broken, his dark hair turned gray. But each night in his cell, he would stand up and say, It's an honor to serve, to join in the fight, to lift up my voice, to lay down my life, giving glory to God, seeking none in return. It's an honor, an honor to serve. I know we've got some military here tonight. Can we just give them a hand clap and just tell them how much we love them, how much we appreciate them. We love you so much. We can't tell you thank you enough for what you did. Thank you so much. Now one day the war finally came to an end. He spoke with his heart as he stood there with his men. We are honored to have had the opportunity to serve our country under difficult circumstances. We are profoundly grateful to our Commander-in-Chief and to our nation for this day. God bless America. And as they lifted the flag at the front of the crowd, I watched him stand up and bring his hand up to his brow. Oh, Lord, help me remember what true honor means. And no matter the cost to stand up and sing, it's an honor to serve. Thank you so much. God bless you, Pastor. Thank you, Larry. You didn't tell me you were going to do that, and and uh, but I'm 100% behind that. In fact, if you are uh, a veteran. You want to go ahead and stand. We'd love to give you one more hand clap. Who's here has served? Amen. Thank you. You know, as we get ready to, uh, as we're talking about, uh, you know, getting ready to go through a few announcements, I'm just going to hit a few things, get into the Word. But, you know, the things that are going on in, in this nation... And and where the military and the the things going on and the, and the way things have, have have been handled and the way where things are over there, you know, uh, we got to continue to stand in prayer, continue to lift them up. I got a text right before um, from uh, right on my phone from Jay Seculo, which is a, a lawyer that fights for. 
a lot of Christian things. And uh, but he was saying that there is a lot that they are now going after door to door after the Christians that are that are left there. And uh, it's we just need to be lifting them up. Uh, thank God we know that if they if they are killed for the cause and and they are martyred for Christ, uh, obviously God's got them. But uh, we want to continue to keep them lifted up in prayer. That's on our on our prayer list, as well as several who have lost loved ones over the over the past weeks. And uh, we've got copies of this for for any of you who want to pray. We'll go up afterwards and we'll spend time in, in lifting up these needs and and praying over these needs as we do. But uh, but. We're going to leave some a copy of the prayer request list uh, at the table up here and down here. My wife will make copies of those so you can get to them. But just want to make a few quick announcements before we go into the word. And and one of the things we we need to make sure of uh, remember the there will be a, a parade September 18th uh, Chisholm Trail uh, parade here in Enid, and we Cowboy Church will have a, a carriage there uh, with horses. There'll be if you. If you got horses you can ride, that'd be great. Uh, we'll go together through there with the banner as, as Cowboy Church. And then um, there'll be Kevin's kind of heading that up. They're gonna, we usually meet over there by that big thing that they put over there on the west side of the that sculpture. Uh, I just couldn't think of what it was called. But anyway, over there on that side uh, is where we met to start and about 10 o'clock on that Saturday. Yeah. Yeah, it won't be that long if you want to walk with us and, and come out and represent. And we'll have some candied hand to kids, I guess, or, or, you know, we'll have some stuff you can do, but uh, represent the Cowboy Church. That'd be great on that Saturday morning. Uh, I rode double on my horse. It wasn't good, but if they want to try it again. <laughs> <laughs> if you're brave enough. Uh, also, uh, the, the other thing that we want to mention, we, we are on, he, he keeps uh, picking on you that are watching. I got to thinking about when you was getting up there close to that, I've got a 65-inch TV. <laughs> and I'm thinking, Lord have mercy, I got 65 inches of Larry D. Walters, Barney's face. And I bet you I can see your nose hairs and everything. I... I, I, I just kept thinking, oh, my Lord. In fact, I texted a couple people about that. I thought, that's going to be interesting. Well, forgive us for that. Uh, but uh, but no, I'm sure it was all good. It, it, uh, it'll it be interesting. But we are on, if you have Roku or Apple TV, any of those devices, uh, you can, and if you watch us on Facebook, I did a little demonstration on my TV. We use a Roku. And if you go to BoxCast Channel, within BoxCast Channel, you can search for Chisholm Trail Cowboy Church. And you'll get the services uh, there live and, and, and saved. And so you can re-watch them. It's pretty neat. To, now, don't quit coming because it's so cool to watch it on your TV. But it is pretty neat. Uh, the sound quality is really good. The, the, the video, we're improving that as best we can. We're limited a little bit on lights. But it, it's good. It's a good product. And we've worked really hard to do that. So spread the word. If you've got somebody that can't get out that's at home and they have a, a Roku or Apple device or, or Fire Stick and you stream like that, you can still watch 
catch it on on uh, ctccenid.com uh, at the website. You can also watch it on Facebook Live. It'll still be there. But in those places, that's a pretty neat deal. And then if you want to go back to certain ones, you can watch a bunch of them. They're all there's a bunch of them on there. And so uh, it's also on YouTube uh, under Chisholm Trail Cowboy Church Enid. So just uh, be sure and and make it make yourselves available of those things. Also, big event coming up, men's conference, uh, Thursday, September 23rd, 24th, 25th. And, and I just encourage you, uh, men, uh, make, make yourselves available to this. If you're not a big on camping and you just want to come down on, on one of the evenings or maybe during the day on Friday, uh, you can sure come down to Romano's and hang out with us. Um, we're going to have food there. We would like you to sign. There's a sign-up sheet uh, up there. Write down, legibly write your name and your phone number so that we can contact you, let you know what's going on. But uh, we'll be holding the event primarily at the Glory Barn, which is um, was what my, my folks built on the corner of what was our ranch there at the, at the uh, west entrance of Romano's and uh, just outside uh, the edge of Romano's there uh, by the swimming pool entrance. If you were going leaving, it's it's right there. There's some uh, metal gates right there. We'll have a sign there, a banner there, but uh, we'll be there. There is room in that facility for you to just uh, bring an air mattress, a cot, or if you're tough enough, just sleep on the carpet. Just cowboy up. <laughs> but don't whine the next day because you're sore. Uh, but there are some showers there, and uh, we'll, we'll have some fun on, on Friday. You know, it might just be a time to really get away and just spend some time with the Lord. You can fellowship with some guys. There's putt-putt golf. There's paddle boats. There's uh, I don't know if the horseback trails are going to be open uh, for sure on whether or not. They'll be open, but I don't know if the horses will be there. Um, uh, we'll check on that. But um, it's not very far to Canton Lake. If you want to go over and fish, there's the nine, nine, uh, 18-hole golf course. And if you've never, uh, the only thing I'd advise you on, if you you hit a ball off in the tall grass, just leave it and grab another ball because there are rattlesnakes. All right. Well, anyway, if you need more information, uh, get with Willie. You can holler at one of us. But sign up for that. Come make yourself available. Friday night will be the night if you can only come to one event. Come Friday evening. Uh, there'll, there'll be a, a comedian there named uh, Elijah... Tyndall and uh, Justin Todd Herod will be doing the music and, and it'll be a good time and so be sure and make, a, make yourselves available of that next week will be Dusty Alamon just to mention that um, we have our offering at the buckets so we appreciate the, the gifts and those that give I'm, I'm always blessed by uh, I don't look through and see who gives what but I know the, the, the end result of what that is and we trust God here and I'm thankful that people are faithful to give to sow seed and do uh, great works for the kingdom of God. So let's pray over that offering and get ready for the word. Father, we just come before you tonight and we thank you that, that Lord, this is a, a, an evening of, of, of joy. And Father, we laugh, we have a good time. But Father, we're also here to celebrate you. And Lord, in your presence is fullness of joy. I thank you, Lord, that we can laugh. I thank you that we can be, be happy. I thank you that we can be uplifted and encouraged. But Father, we know that regardless of the circumstance and the situations, that when we're in your presence, that there is a joy that's unquenchable because it's a fruit of the Spirit. And Father, I pray that tonight that that would be, be resonated through this place. That Lord, for every weight and care and every concern across this nation and world, for everything that may be weighting people down right now, I pray, Father God, that they'd see, it, see and sense and understand and know the power of the, of the presence of, of, of a loving God. 
And Father, I thank you that those that give, that Lord, we receive those gifts. We thank you that you're, they're giving to the church, but they're giving unto God. And Lord, when, when they do that, that Father, we're standing in agreement with them for their finances, that it be returned to them, multiplied back so that they can give again. We thank you that you meet every need according to your riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And we give you praise and honor for it in Jesus' name. Amen and amen. Well, I tell you what, I got, uh, if you got your Bibles, turn to 1 Peter chapter 5. I want to I want to continue with what we ministered on last week. If you weren't here, and, and I just encourage you to go back uh, through and find that service uh, and, and watch that again. I, I put in your bulletin there, there's, a, there's several places that you can find the messages. You can go to our website. You can actually, if you podcast, uh, you can find just the audio sermons at uh, the High Call Ministries or just search my name. Uh, you, you can find those sermons, uh, lots of sermons there if you like encouraging word. And, you know, that's what changed my life. The reason I do that is not because I think I'm such a great preacher, but it's because I know the calling of God and what he's done in my life. And I know the change that the word made in my, in my, in me. I know because I've, I've stayed steady on that word, feeding on that word, listening to that word. But you know, the, the message last week was you're not, a, you're not in this alone. And this is part two of you're not in this alone. And we were talking about the power of agreement. I'm going to tell you, I re-listen to that sermon. I don't always re-listen to my sermons. Sometimes I do. I critique myself or, or whatever. But, but I'm, I'm listening and looking at, at, at different things service. But uh, this last week, I, I went back through and, and I told my wife, I said, man, that, that, I've never said it like that. I don't, I don't, I, I hadn't been able to communicate it quite the same. That what the revelation that the Lord is showing me in how we stand in agreement and the power of that. Let's, let's look at verse, First uh, Peter chapter five, and, and I'm going to skip down to uh, verse eight. But I think it's interesting in this Bible, uh, above chapter 5, the heading is shepherding God's people in the midst of, of, of suffering. That, that was what the Apostle Peter is. He's teaching the elders and the church people uh, that the letter, this letter to circulate it to the churches. And he's encouraging them how to live through a time of suffering, a time of difficulty. Now, I don't know about you, but, you know, we, we face a lot of things going on in the world today. There's a lot of questions. There's a lot of things that we can point to, a lot of things that we can blame. But, but here's the one thing that is constant regardless is that we serve a God who provides, a God who's bigger than whatever we're facing. And I believe that if we'll hold fast to those things, but, but, but the Word of God, He'll walk us through those things. But part of what we've got to do is, verse 8, be alert and be sober-minded. Your enemy, the devil, prowls around like a roaring lion looking for someone to devour. Resist him, standing firm in the faith, because you know that the family of believers throughout the world is undergoing the same kind of sufferings. See, I can tell you, you're not in this alone. The things that you face, the challenges you have, you, you can, you know, you, you've probably heard this before, but, you know, you can, you can take all your problems and think you got it really bad, but it doesn't take you long to find somebody who's got it worse than you. The, the trouble, the loss, the, the, the struggle that you have, there's always somebody who's got it a little worse. I guarantee you, there's, there's people in Afghanistan right now that would trade your life for theirs. They trade their condition, their place for you. There's people in, in China, the Christians that have to hide in homes, and they don't get to have a whole Bible. They might get to have a page. And then it's said that they'll memorize it and then eat it. 
they'll devour it because they'll memorize it because they can't get caught with it. They, they'll, they'll hide it or they'll burn it after they memorize it. And then one will memorize one page, another will memorize another. And, and that's, that's, that's not, that's, that, we've never experienced anything quite like that. But I believe that we're seeing in this nation more and more freedoms being challenged, if not taken away. And that's why I've challenged you last week to continue to, to stay active, stay participating, be ready, be in prayer uh, more than anything, but be active and, and involved in the things of, of, of around so that you can do your part. Now, I want to also look at uh, Matthew chapter 18, and I'm just reviewing just a second here before we jump into this. Because he, Matthew chapter 18, he relates a verse of scripture that I, I think is very uh, pointed and interesting and, and powerful because he says in verse 19, he says, again, truly, I tell you that if two of you on earth agree about anything they ask for, it, it will be done for them by my father in heaven for where two or three agree in my name, there I am in the midst. Now, I began to, to, uh, to talk about this last week, and as I began to explain this, you know, there's a couple of different ways that I think agreement is so important. And, and one area of agreement is that we agree with God. You know, if, if let me, I've challenged you with this statement before, but if everything you said came to pass... How many, things, how many things would you cut out of your conversations? Or how many statements would you change? If, if what you were saying out of your mouth was going to come to pass. Boy, I just, if you ever want to see how to do it wrong, just watch me. Every, uh, don't raise your hand. But you know people who say that. You'll, you'll make comments and, and funny statements like that. And I know we're just being funny. But man, I tell you what, faith, words mixed with faith have power. And that's one of the reasons that I, I began to look at the, the statement of agreement and the power of it, because I began to think about how many times does God, what does God say about you that you disagree with? See, when you say, I just can't, I just can't do this. You're disagreeing with Philippians 4.13. I can do all things. What's the rest of that? Through Christ who gives me strength. Most of us know that verse, and yet we, we disagree. And I know this is kind of hard, but golly, I, I, you know, I like getting challenged. I like getting corrected when it's for the good. Because here's the thing, whenever, if I'm saying I can't, then I'm, I'm talking against what God says. But, but, and, then you, and then you start going, but, but, but pastor, but you don't know what I'm up against. And then I remember, oh, but I remember whose I am. You know, you begin to think, well, I'm not good enough. Good enough for who? You need to ask yourself some, some of those questions. But am I agreeing with God? You know, you can take chapters out of the book uh, of, or, or certain books out of uh, the Bible like Ephesians and, and begin to look at what God says about you. He says you're righteous. He says you're redeemed. He, you know, man, there's so many good things that God says about you in those chapters. And if we'll get in agreement with those, then we begin to see the power of God being at work in our lives. We have to be willing to see ourselves as God sees us. He sees you as fearfully and wonderfully made. He sees you as his handiwork. 
You say, well, he, you know, he, he must have, you know, been, been uh, a little off on the day he created me. Well, no, he created you just like you are for a purpose, with a purpose. All your little idiosyncrasies and, and all, all your little, all your little uh, things that you may be different or odd in. Man, God can use every bit of, of those things for our glory. But, but you know what? Uh, I want you to understand and, and know there's an agreement that, that begins with God's general will, His Word, that's super important. Hey, Kevin, turn your volume down, man. <laughs> oh, okay, all right. <clears throat> but you know, it, it's, it's amazing to me whenever, whenever we take the Word of God and, and we begin to uh, look at it as God's general will overall and then begin to allow it to speak to us individually. You know, I remember a time whenever I was I was struggling with I was having uh, my wife and I when we first got married and first bought our first set of cows. We bought fourteen cows, and 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 I lost like three babies in one cow that first year. That's terrible. That's terrible percentages. And my wife, of course, she had never understand cattle, and, and and you know she's freaking out about this deal and and wondering how we're going to make the payment. And oh my gosh, they're going to take everything. I'm like, okay, honey, wait a minute. First of all, the bank's not in that big of a hurry to come to to come. <laughs> take 14 cows. I mean, they got bigger fish to fry than worrying about that. But at the same time, it was a struggle. But I went before God and I said, God, what do you say about this? And he took me over to Deuteronomy 28 and he said, blessed are the herds, be the herds of your cattle. Blessed shall you be going in. Blessed shall you be coming out. Blessed shall you be in the field. Blessed shall you be in the storehouse. Blessed shall you be in the city. Blessed shall you be in the country. I said, Lord, I'd just soon stay in the country. But if I go to the city, I want to be blessed there too. But see, there was a provision within it, and I don't want to get too much over into that. But it says, if you'll, verse 1 of that, he, said, he was talking to the children of Israel, and he said, if you'll hearken to the voice of the Lord your God to follow His will and His ways, to follow and be obedient to Him, he said, these blessings will follow you. He talks like for 14 verses. He said He'd bless everything we set our hand to. Now, here was the power of that when I began to get in agreement with that, when I saw it for what it was. I didn't try to make God say something he wasn't saying. I wasn't trying to tell God what he was going to do. But in my time of seeking him, he led me to that scripture. He'd spoken that at, to the children of Israel before they went into the promised land there in the book of Deuteronomy. But he was speaking it to me now. And he said, if you'll follow me, if you'll trust me, I'll bless your cattle. I'll bless your herds. The fruit of their bodies is part of that. So I began to pray over my cattle. I'd drive through. I had my cattle in with my, my folks' cattle. And, you know, they might be in a, in a pasture with, the, you know, 40 other cows, but I knew mine. I had mine ear tagged or whatever. I knew mine. And I, and I drive by them and I spoke blessings to them. I began to agree with God on blessings for my cattle. If I had them in the chute, I, I didn't go up and go, oh Lord Jesus, and get, you know, get real, real super spiritual. But I'd pat them, touch them, lay hands on them, speak to them, and I, and I quit cursing them. I started, I started learning to not call them, you stupid idiot. You st now, I, I must repent. It's not that I have never done that since then, okay? 
get mad at a cow and you call her some names, all right? Now, I've learned to call her nicer names than I used to when I wasn't walking with the Lord, all right? So you could still be in my company and I could talk about this cow in a, in a way that you would not be embarrassed. My mama could even sit with me in a pickup with me or whatever, when I, working cattle with me, and I would still have language that would, would, would be okay, but here's the thing I'm telling you. I quit speaking negative against them. I started speaking positive against them because I want to agree with God and his word and his promise. Now, there's something else that, that God began to show me as a revelation in this teaching that is so important. And I, I mentioned it last week is that when we add a, the power of agreement of somebody else, there's something dynamic that begins to happen. Because what I do whenever I ask you for agreement, see, that's why we do the, the prayer requests. But, you know, we write that on that list, and it's sometimes hard to know what, we, what are we believing for? What are we agreeing for? You know, it was awesome. Last week up there, there were, I, I challenged you with the word last week, and, and when we went up for the time of prayer, there was, there was a person who came up there, and they, they, they had a specific need. And there was something dynamic that happened as they offered that need... And they said, this is what I'm believing for. This is what I'm praying for. This is what I'm asking for. And they began to verbalize it. Well, what happened with me was I immediately, some scripture came to my mind that we use in, in that agreement. You know, when I pray for that, here's the scripture that I use. She said, yeah. Others said, yeah. Then it was very clear what we were asking for. See, when we begin to verbalize it in an agreement, whenever I say, I want, to, I want you to pray with me for this, what have I done? I've defined it, I've gotten more specific with it, and I've clarified what I'm believing God for. I've also then, if we're smart, we get God's word on that situation and we add that to it. We took that word and then we began to add something else and we added something else. And pretty soon it was very evident what it was, how we were praying and what we were believing for. Now, when I see her again, I can say, so how's this situation? And we can talk about that. But you know what? If it's a spouse, say, or a close friend or somebody you're around a lot, when my wife and I decide that we're going to agree on something... When we and I, I talked to her about some things this afternoon. I said, "Here's some things. When we when we set our our prayer on finances or on our kids or on the church, whatever it is, we lay that out and we set the word in there, and then we begin to hold one another accountable." If one of us begins to falter, the other one can step in. You know, there's, there's, an, there's an illustration in Matthew chapter 14. Uh, I want you to turn over there real quickly out of Matthew chapter 14. And we see the, the apostle Peter when he was still just Peter the mess. And, and uh, I know most of you know this story, but I, I want us to look just a little bit here at verse 25. It says, shortly before dawn, Jesus went out. Uh, out to them walking on the lake. Now Jesus had sent them on. He went to pray. And during that time, the windstorm came up. They're, they're out there getting tossed by the storm. It says, when the disciples saw him walking on the lake, they were terrified. It is a ghost, they cried, and, and cried out for fear. But verse 27 says, But Jesus immediately said to them, Take courage, it is I, be not afraid. So Jesus spoke a word into their situation, and their fears went away. 
All of a sudden, something began to change. See, that's why I want the presence of God in a place that I preach. I want the, I want the presence of God in my prayer time. I want, I want the presence of God there. Why? And Because I, I want Him to speak into the situation. And he, he said, uh, verse 28, Peter said, Lord, if it's you, Peter replied, tell me to come to you on the water. And Jesus said, oh, no, you can't do this. Oh, no, you better not do that. No. He says he came. Judy was going, where did he say that? <laughs> she, was reading, she was reading with me. I threw you there for a minute, didn't I? See, that's why I test you every once in a while. But what did, he, what did he say? He said, come. He gave him one word. See, how many times have you sat back needing a complete sentence, maybe a chapter? You, you want it, well, well, God, what if this? And what, or, or, or can God just say, come? Can God just say, go? Can God say, just give? Can God say, just pray? Can God say, just believe? Does God have to say a lot or can he just say one word? Now, I, I tell you what, in my life, I've seen one word change everything. When it's from God, it'll change everything. And, but he had, here's the, here's the deal. He called upon Jesus and he clarified what he wanted. He said, if that's you, tell me. I like that out of the invite. He says, bid me come. Out of the King James, I think. But this NIV says, tell me to come to you on the water. And Jesus said, Come. Jesus only used one word, but within that one word was everything needed and everything understood. It was complete. That message, that agreement. So Peter knew exactly what he was agreeing to do, and he stepped out of that boat, and he stepped out of that boat on, on the faith of that word, and it, it held him up until he looked away. Now we know the rest of the story. He, he, lost, he lost agreement, or he lost his stand, because he got to looking at the wind of the waves and he began to sink. And then he cried out, Jesus, Lord, help me. Jesus reached out, picked him up, or lifted him up, and they walked on back to the boat. But you know, the, the, the point of that story I wanted you to see, or the thing that I wanted you to see, was that Peter found the word of God, the word from Jesus, and they were in agreement on that. He stepped out on that. You can also look at, at the book of Acts. Look at Acts chapter 4. I love this, and I can't preach a whole lot longer. Well, I can, but I'm not going to preach. I can, we keep going for about four hours, I think, with all this I've got. But chapter, I won't go that long. Acts chapter 4. I love this because Peter and they were given the Great Commission. I, I didn't have us turn there, but uh, in Matthew 28, 16 through 20, Jesus told them, he said, go into all the world and preach the gospel and make disciples. He said, go, in my name, my authority, I've given you. But here in, in Acts chapter 4, they healed the, the lame man at the gate, beautiful, got in trouble. It said, uh, uh, the religious leaders, verse 2 says, they were greatly disturbed because the apostles were teaching the people, proclaiming in Jesus the resurrection of the dead. They seized Peter and John, and because it was evening, they put them in jail until the next day. But many who had heard the message believed, so that the number who believed grew to about 5,000. The next day, the rulers, the elders, the teachers of the law met in Jerusalem. And Ananias, the high priest, was there. So was Caiaphas, John, Alexander, and other high priest family. Then Peter and John brought before them, began to, they began to question them, by what power and what name did you do this? 
Now, here's the challenge that we get sometimes. Have you, ever, have you ever begun to pray for something and, 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 and the devil come whisper in your ear and say, well, who do you think you are? Who, who do you think you are? Or God prompt you to do something for God and you say, well, who do you think you are? Well, see, they had to go back to where the authority to do what they were doing came from. That's really what they were asking. He said, by what power and by what name did you do this? It was tied back into that Matthew 28, 18, where he told them, in my name, make disciples. In my name, baptize them. But verse 8 says this, Then Peter, filled with the Holy Spirit, said to them, rulers, well, we don't have time to read all that. Jump down to, let's go to verse 23. They told him, you better not preach. You better shut it down. We're going to imprison you. We're going to hurt you. We're going to do, do to you what we did to Jesus. They threatened them. In verse 23, look at this. He says, On their release, Peter and John went back to their own people and reported all the chief priests and the elders had said to them. When they heard this, what's this? The report? When they heard the report, they raised their voices together in prayer and said to God, and they said, Sovereign Lord, you made the heavens and the earth and the sea and everything in it. You spoke by the Holy Spirit through the mouth of your servant, our father David. Why do the nations raise the people plot vain things? Kings of the earth rise up. Rulers band together against the Lord or against his anointed one. Well, he go, they go down through and I mean they just go to reciting things one after another. How great God is. Who he, who he is, what He's done, what He's promised. So what are they doing? They went with the report. They went with the, the, the opposition to what they'd been told they were to do. And they were given a choice. We either cave and bow. We either back off and let go. Or we hold fast to what we're believing. We stand our ground. Now you got to understand when when there's when we're bound together. That's what I love about unity within a church: us believing God together, us trusting God together, us doing things together as a church. See, he when when the report came, they stood, they raised their voices, they proclaimed what God had done, and they and they brought it back down to verse twenty nine. Now, Lord, consider their threats. And enable your servants to speak your word with great boldness. Stretch out your hand to heal and perform signs and wonders through the name of your holy servant Jesus. After they prayed, the place where they were meeting was shaken and they were all filled with the Holy Spirit and spoke the word of God boldly. Well, you know, I tell you what. When, when you're in agreement with somebody else and when you can hold one another up and when, you can, when one begins to falter... Somebody in that group, I'm sure, began to get afraid when they heard the threats of what the, what the, the, the leaders were going to do against them. But somebody else in that agreement said, but God, but remember what we're standing for. Remember what Jesus told us to do. Remember whose name and authority we have. We stand in that word. You know, that's the way that, that we can hold one another up. That's the way that we can encourage one another. That's how we can keep things moving forward in the things of God. You know, I don't have time to get into it, but uh, I just want to challenge you tonight, again, like I did last week, who you agreeing with, 
who you standing with, who you, who, you, who you trusting with. You say, I don't have anybody to pray with. Well, you know what? Peter, when he got ready to step out of the boat, he had one. That was Jesus. If you don't have anybody else, you get in agreement with God and his word. You let the Holy Spirit be, be a part of that and let them determine how, how your end result's going to be. You know, I tell you what, when you get ready to pray, I told you last week, I challenged you to, to find somebody to pray together with. I challenged you to stand in agreement. Are you, are, are, do you feel alone? Do you feel like you don't have anybody else to pray with you? Well, you can find somebody within the church. Our prayer team, there's people that will believe God with you. They're not going to be scared if you say, I, I need a miracle. They're not going to be afraid if, if, if you say, you know, I don't know how we can make this happen. I don't, I don't, but the report is, is this or, or that. God can make a way. As we get ready to close, I, I want to challenge you. If you're watching, you can make contact with us through the online, through the, through the website or through Facebook. If you're watching via Roku, you can go to the website. The information will be on the, on the slideshow, I believe, uh, that will be up there. But here's the thing. If you're right here in this place, we'd love to stand in agreement with you, pray with you. And if you've never made Jesus Christ Lord of your life, I, I just challenge you, if you're not sure, you say, man, I, I'm, I'm, I'm old or I'm young or I'm whatever, but I want to make sure. If you're like that tonight, this year not. This is a good opportunity. Let's bow our heads and let's pray together. Father, we just come before you and we thank you and we praise you. That in the midst of all that we're in in this world, all the things going on, I thank you, Father God, that you provide us a Lord and a Savior, one who, is, is, who knows us. Lord, you know us just as we are and yet you still were willing to die for us. Father, if there's anybody within the sound of my voice who does not know Jesus Christ as their Lord and Savior, I pray tonight would be their night that they'd make that decision, that they'd say yes to the Lord. You wouldn't worry about what other people think. You wouldn't worry about any, any other thing. You wouldn't worry about what you've done. You'd simply call upon the Lord and say, Lord Jesus, forgive me of my sin. Come into my heart. Be my Lord and Savior. Forgive me and make me that new person that I need to be. You know, while everybody's got their heads bowed and eyes closed, if, if there's anybody who's prayed that prayer for the first time, or maybe you're just praying it to settle it for tonight, for the rest of eternity, wave at me. There ain't nobody else really looking around, and if they are, who cares? Let me know. I don't always do this. The second thing I want you, I want you to do is I want you to, 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 to determine between you and God that tonight's the beginning of something new. Now, Father, I just praise you and I thank you that you're watching over these lives. You know the hearts that we're watching. You know the hearts that are here. And, Father, even if this is far into the future, that if someone finds this message, I pray that they'd be stirred to come to you and challenged to give their heart to Jesus. Father, I thank you and I praise you for it. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. Well, you know, uh, we're going to go up and pray. If you need, have, have prayer needs, if you'd like us to pray with you, you're sure, certainly welcome to meet us up there on the room to the right. There's a few loving prayer warriors that will meet you there, and uh, uh, you're welcome to come with us. Otherwise, the D-Lauders are going to come back. They're going to minister to us in song. H have you enjoyed these guys? Oh, yeah.
I'll tell you what, I, I, uh, I am always blessed when they come and they are just a, a joy. across the audience tonight and I'm seeing some of y'all remind me of some of the folks over in Mayberry. Yeah, well, here's an Aunt B right there. Yeah, there's an Aunt B. There's an Aunt B. There's quite a few Aunt B's here tonight. I see a lot of Aunt B's and there's a goober right there. there. 
You ought to try doing that more often. That look, that fits you. Uh, uh, let's see. Now we need to find us an Otis Campbell. Do we have an Otis in here tonight? Let's see. I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm looking. I'm not seeing. A, I'm not seeing anybody that could possibly. Well, I don't know. The guy on the back row. You're probably as close as you up here. You're probably close. Uh, this guy over here. He's kind of close. You might be, I don't know, you look more like a Bubba than an Otis. I'm the, uh, so anyway, but you know how Otis is, thinking about that. Boy, I'll tell you what, he's always on the sauce all the time, drinking. You know, I heard something the other night. He'd been drinking all night, and early the next morning, he's trying to find his way home. And of all things that he could stumble up onto, he stumbles up onto a baptismal service. Can you believe that? Oh, boy, here he comes. He's just a stumbling around. And buddy, he's a singing, and he stumbles right up to the preacher, breathing heavy. <sighs> what y'all doing out here? Well, the preacher was trying to be nice to Otis, and he said, "Well, you look around here. We got a bunch of sinners out here trying to find Jesus." He pointed at Otis and said, "You want to find Jesus, brother?" He said, "Okay, sure. Why not?" So the preacher takes him over in the water, dips him down, brings him back up. Said, "Did you find Jesus?" And he said, "Huh?" -uh. So he takes him back down. Brings him back up and said, did you find Jesus? He said, uh-uh. So he takes him back down. <laughs> Brings him back up and said, did you find Jesus? He said, are you sure this is where he fell in? <laughs> well, I tell you. Now, I, I got to tell you this. I just, uh, uh, my Uncle Bud, uh, he, you know, he went to the war here, so, you know, some years back, you know, when, when he was younger. And, and he brought home one of them hand grenades, and he never got a chance to use it. So we were over at Grandpa and Grandma's house, and they got one of those outhouses. And they don't use that outhouse anymore. And Uncle Bud, he said, you know what? I'm going to take this grenade. I'm going to throw it and blow that outhouse up because they ain't using it anyway. And so he pulled that pin and buddy, he threw it in that outhouse and go, bluey! Man, it just wood flying everywhere, smoke, and out from the smoke, here comes Grandpa. Whew. Boy, I'm sure glad I didn't do that one in the house. <laughs> That's Grandpa for you. Hey, you know, Faith does a song that we want to sing tonight. And, and I just, me and Sarah both felt led that there's, at, at least, if there's one person here that needs to hear the message of this song, it will be worth it all uh, to, to have her sing this song.
Well, I got to tell you, I'm a little, a little upset because uh, my grandma's third husband just passed away, and it's a little bit sad. Yeah. <clears throat> well, you know, Grandpa, you know, the first husband, he died of poisonous prunes. It was just so sad. And the second husband, he died of poisonous prunes. Now, the third husband, he died from a blow to the head. He wouldn't eat the poisonous prunes. So... <laughs> Now, I, I tell you, uh, the other day, I was over in Mayberry, and uh, I don't see any little kids here, but I was kind of thinking of Odie, uh, uh, little Opie, and uh, y'all remember little Opie. Boy, I tell you, just a cute little kid. And, and I saw him across the street, and I went over to him, and he didn't act like he was feeling so good, and I said, hey, Ope, how's it going? He said, not so good. I said, what's the matter? He said, well, this past Sunday, I went to Sunday school, and the Sunday school teacher was talking about how God created the heavens and the earth and how he created Adam and put Adam to sleep, took a rib from his side and created Eve. He said, Barn, my side's been a hurt and I think I'm getting ready to have a wife. <laughs> <laughs> now, for some of you guys out there with the little situation on top of your head there, I uh, just got a little something to tell you. Nowadays, you have to be careful. Uh, they, 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 they're making these wigs. They're making them out of cat hair, and buddy, they are dangerous. Because every time you scratch your head, your hind end raises up. You got to be careful with that. <laughs> and they also have a little product out on the market that's made out of persimmon juice and alum. Now it doesn't grow any hair; it just shrinks your head to fit the hair you got. <laughs> and that's all I got to say about that. You know what? Let's just go skip this song, and let's just go straight to the last song. Oh, that old cross 
the stable to the grave my Savior gave and he gave his life as a final That's quite a, quite a deal. We sure appreciate it. You know, we're just going to continue. Something I didn't mention in prayer requests, hurricane victims, obviously, and the flood victims in Tennessee. We actually have a man from our church in Carrier that grew up in that area that knows a lot of those people and that were in Tennessee and, the, and that town that was one of those main towns that was hit so badly. And we're going to raise some money, put together some money, send down there to a church. And so uh, uh, we'll probably do something as Cowboy Church as well. But but man, what a what a what a multiple things. The fires in California, there's challenges everywhere that we can pray for and lift up. And so uh, let's do so. We're going to close. Did we get anybody a microphone? We didn't plan very well tonight. Uh, but uh, I'll pray. Father, we just thank you. We praise you for this this evening, all that you've done to, through the songs, through the, through the laughter, through the prayer, through the word. And Father, tonight as we leave, I pray that we'd have a, a confidence and a knowing that we can stand on your word in agreement with, with those around us 
And Lord God, that we can see your hand upon uh, these circumstances, these situations that people are up against. Pray for all those that were mentioned, all those that were named. Pray the, the, the comfort, the strength, the wisdom, the direction, and the provision for them. In Jesus' name, amen and amen. You can be dismissed. Have a great week. They have all kinds of goodies out there if you want to take advantage of that, I'm sure. So